Hello, and welcome to bonus episode number 16, allegedly, <laughs> of the Book Wars pod. Are uh, there secret bonus episodes? I don't know. Is it's there a secret like, menu? Oh my god, stop. I just... Do, I, I, do our bonus menus animal style? I was about to say. that would. Oh, that would be weird. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. That just sounds gross. There's some grilled onions on there. That sounds disgusting. Why are you like this? Book Wars pod now with extra grilled onions. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, what... Theoretically, we we're here not to talk about burgers, but to talk about Star Wars Celebration, um, uh, which was Chris's and my first celebration. And we are here with Jess, yay, from Lousy Beautiful Town Pod. So hi, yay, <laughs> best 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 hotel roommate ever. Was this your first celebration too, Jess, or have you been to others? No, I went to Anaheim okay. by myself, but I didn't stay like the whole weekend. So this was my first like full fledged celebration in a hotel room. With oh a bunch man, of friends. So it was great, <laughs> great, and also napperific. I feel like. Oh yeah. Well, we had a pretty good nap room, so it worked. We out. did. <laughs> We were we were all very respectful of our napping needs. Yes. It was great. Yeah, we were all very like on each other's schedule. Like, yes, which was excellent. We all napped at the same time. We all didn't nap at the same time. <laughs> yep. Um, so for those of you who were not in uh, uh in, in in the nap room <laughs> for for celebration, it was uh, which is all of you, all of you listening except for Shannon. It's yes. true, exactly. We were we were sharing a room. Those with of Jess, you, Jess and Shannon. Uh, well, I don't. I don't Listen, I'm really tired. It is Friday. I say I'm really tired. Don't ask me what time I woke up today because I don't know if my boss ever decides to listen to this podcast, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say, even for you, I was like, I had not received a text from you. I'm like, is she okay? Oh, I was fine. I know. I know you were fine. Very unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) I did all my work. You can't at me. (laughs) There you go. Guys, if I weren't quitting my job already, I'd probably be fired. It's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, first the fucks. What are we drinking? Chris, you're drinking nothing. I'm drinking nothing because I still have the con crud. Um, not as bad as some people did. I did not get this, the flu or pneumonia, which apparently are both things that were going around. Yes. Who got pneumonia? Uh, a couple Tashi folks got the flu and one of them got pneumonia on top of it. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I know. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't see any Tashi folks last night at the con, but I'm also kind of not. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like just, just avoided them breathing on you. Yeah. <laughs> you only got my, whatever the hell I got, which honestly, who knows what the, where the hell I got my cold because I was coming from a work conference in St. Louis. So I had, I was three planes in five days. Don't recommend. Yeah. No, I just, I just have a cold that I have, Definitely made worse by going to work anyway. It's fine. It, America. Just, I have an office. I'm not breathing on anyone. America, where you don't have any fucking sick time. <laughs> Jess, what are, are you? Oh. Am I drinking? I yes. Am. I'm drinking yes. Anderson Valley Blood Orange Ghosts. Ooh, yum. I love that one. Yeah. It's Is that the one that's one. like the Kimmy the Yank and the Holy Ghosts? No. Ah. Uh. There's a bear on the can <laughs> with some antlers on it. That's all I, that's all I, I love got. it. Fair. <laughs> I love it. 
Dude, they made- I did not get con cred. Uh, I just lost my voice, so I'm very pleased that I was able to. Well, not pleased that I was able to go to work, but that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get sick like everybody else. Yes, you are. You are alive. I. I also. I didn't have. Well, I don't know if I didn't have a voice or it just sounded like I'd been chain smoking for forty years, but I, it wasn't great. I think I. I still sound a little bit funny, but. It was, I don't think it was quite as bad as you thought it was. I think it sounded worse to you. I sounded weird to myself. I was just like, I'm not, I don't even want to talk. It wasn't as bad not to to yours, like to to other people. Okay. Well, it was like, I don't know, just going through fucking puberty or something. It was bad. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. I don't know where I am in this outline. It's Friday. This start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, So, oh, Jesus. Chris made me like take like do the intro. Hey, because... what are you drinking? Oh shit! What am I drinking? Oh my god! I like went to server celebration and then my brain broke and now I don't know how to podcast anymore. Guys. Jess oh. is just sitting over there being like, "Whose podcast is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, I am drinking uh, some of the tequila we got in Mexico. Chris has definitely had this on the podcast before. It's the um, the blanco. Um, the. the... I don't... Los Abuelos? Yeah, right? sure. Whatever it's I called. I, didn't, I don't read labels. It just tastes good. I'm so pretty I sure it's it. the Los Abuelos. <laughs> it tastes good. So I poured a whole lot in the glass and now I'm having some. It's also really hot here. So, you know, wasn't in the It's weird. It's super heavy. It's not that hot. It's fucking humid. It's thunderstorming. It is, it is swamp. It is swamp time in DC. We are very happy that we are moving. Swamp time and tequila. Sounds like mm-hmm. a good time. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also why I didn't want to go outside. I was just like, it's raining. I'm going to get swamp ass. Like, no thanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a thing. Don't laugh at me, Chris. I would, wouldn't dream of it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this is the first episode this week that we are... We're doing two bonus episodes this week as you're hearing it. This is dropping on Tuesday, hopefully, and then Thursday thursday we are dropping um uh we and keeks and miranda will be doing um a breakdown of all the trailers that we saw nine and also you know jedi fallen order um we got a little vader immortal teaser thingamabob um we got a little behind the scenes stuff of the mandalorian i don't actually know that they've clone uh, wars yes too. the clone wars jesus christ duh um i don't actually know that they've released the official footage like of the behind the scenes shit for the Mandalorian no they haven't and I'm gonna complain about it (laughs) okay because I was looking on YouTube for like links to like give to uh Keeks and Marina so they would have them all in one place and all I got was like the bootleg like here's my cell phone camera I'm just gonna record the big giant screen (laughs) no they didn't release like any of it it's so weird that is weird it's so weird okay whatever that's fine um but then after that we will be starting Twilight Company by Alexander Freed but Right now, uh, let's talk about celebration. Yeah, so I wanted to start with. Yeah, Chris made this outline. I actually, for once in my for for once in my life in the past six months, I did not write this outline. Thank God, <laughs> <laughs> which I might be regretting actually, because Chris is so sick. But whatever. Right. <laughs> We're all loopy. <laughs> so, uh, so I wanted to just talk about like, I don't know. I figured this would be a fairly freewheeling podcast as opposed to our usual regimented quality <laughs> content. <laughs> Um, but I don't know what was I wanted to talk about everybody's like favorite Star Wars celebration moments and so like just first of all starting with like the content and stuff that we saw like what of everything that we were shown what were you all most excited about that we saw this weekend 
guess first. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it's a tie between the Mandalorian stuff and the Episode Nine trailer because that Episode Nine trailer was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I so what I, I went into this con being pretty excited about everything that I was kind of like hopefully like gonna get to see, and I think we covered all the bases more or less. Um, there wasn't really a lot of like actual news i feel like that came out but it was mostly like we announced they told us nothing they told us almost nothing wait we hey hey uh, hey we got a title it's true (laughs) that's literally that's true we we got a title for a movie that comes out in six months that is literally all we got out of star wars celebration in terms of news listen to be fair and we'll probably talk about this more miranda geeks if they had released that title without the trailer everyone would have been like what the fuck is this it wouldn't have made sense yeah i have a lot of feelings about how that trailer was released and the content of that trailer and how i wouldn't have been excited for probably any of it had it been released beforehand not in trailer form so wait no i i completely agree Mm -hmm. so like like for me, because I'm very much the same way. I think nine, the nine trailer was the highlight in terms of my excitement. Oh man! But I, like, I'm gonna be honest. So I really loved Last Jedi. Uh, like it, like is every time I watch it, I love it more. Like hashtag Last Jedi awful. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but Sorry. so for and and that's after I like enjoyed Force Awakens, but it didn't really do anything particularly for me personally. Uh, and so like. But loving Last Jedi so much, I was kind of like, all right, and then we'll do nine and it'll be good. And like, I'll still like, you know, I will, I will have my movie from this, from this trilogy and like <laughs> nine will be good. It'll be Star Wars. I'll love it. But like, I have like, I have eight. So it, like, whatever happens, it'll be fine. So I was like, not, not excited about nine, but like, I don't know that I was like actively front of mind, like super like pumped for it yet. Um, and boy, did that change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Totally. <laughs> totally, totally agree with that. Um, for me, aside from the excitement with, with Nine, definitely. Um, actually, sidebar, because we never do that. Um, I, <laughs> as I was saying, before I, I, I went, I arrived at Celebration, I was at a work conference in St. Louis, and it's a conference that, like, my company puts on, so I had to, like, actually, like, work, work, work. <laughs> um... And so I was, like, like standing at a cash register, like, checking people out from buying, like, the books we publish and, like, other, like, idiot-ass t-shirts and stuff like that. And my coworker literally puts his phone next to my ear as I am checking out this poor, this poor, hapless, nice lady. And he just starts blaring the fucking Nine trailer because he knows I'm waiting for it. And I was just, like... I was standing in front of this person, this, uh, like, and had, like, my, like, polite face on, which, believe it or not, exists with me. Um, <laughs> and it, and I just turn around, and I'm just like, dude, if you don't get that thing out of my face, I'm going to turn around and punch you. Give me five minutes, man. Like, I was, and this lady was, like, very alarmed. I was just like, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a trailer for the new Star Wars movie. She's like, okay. And I'm like, just have a nice, it's going to cost you this much. Have a nice day. Thank you. You do a science. You get it. <laughs> I know, but, like, I don't know. She was just, like, she's just kind of, like, like, the, the, like she was also, I mean, it's a conference, so she was also, like, this mixture of, excited, of, like, exhausted and confused and also just, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and anyway, so my coworker has to, like, pull me over to a corner for me to watch this trailer because, like, he started, he started playing it for me and I started, like, making muffled screaming noises and I just was like scaring even more people like who are trying to like check out so I had to like drag me to a corner so I could do all my like screaming and jumping up and down um 
So, yeah, no, I was I was pretty excited. The only thing I'm sad about was that I wasn't able to, like, be at House Finalizer for the the, the nine-panel brunch that y'all had. Yeah, we were, I was live-tweeting it from the brunch stage, as we called it. <laughs> yeah. by, as we, by as we called it, I mean as I called it, <laughs> unilaterally. You're the worst. Um, but no, it was, like, so, so we've never watched, for me and Kate have never watched, like, first scene of a Star Wars, like, first viewing of a Star Wars trailer with people mm-hmm. no that's a lie we saw solo during the super bowl but that didn't really count mm, yeah we, we were with people who didn't give a flying fuck <laughs> um yeah but like so like i remember when the tlj trailer came out two years ago at celebration it was just me and kate like kind of hyperventilating but it was like just us right and, and i mean us hyperventilating over star wars a day that ends in yeah y. exactly <laughs> um so it was like every like it was very like, it was kind of surreal because, like, everybody was silent for it. Like, we all loved, like, seeing everybody. The panel itself, the, the episode 9 panel that came before it was, like, fairly well choreographed and that we, you know, got to talk to everybody. Keller Marie Tran got her moment, which was amazing. Oh, thank God. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, then, like, you know, they hadn't told us the title yet. And so we knew the, tra- the trailer was coming. Colbert was there, which was weird. Um, it was fine it was fine it, exactly it was fine oh my god uh, um but like i don't know like it was it, it like they it like turned it into like such a moment and like being with people who were like also freaking out about it and particularly like obviously the big twist if a trailer can have a twist was the palpatine laugh and like everybody just started freaking out yeah, um, Katrina, um, oh, Katrina on Twitter actually filmed a reaction video of us at the brunch watching the trailer, and, like, Southern Cynic started crying after Palpatine's laugh, because she was just like, oh my god, it's what like is overcome. happening? We're all just like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, it was, it was a good moment. It was probably one of my favorite moments of the entire weekend, to be honest. Oh, no, it was fucking awesome. I was Absolutely. Gl- I'm really glad that Katrina uh, recorded that, so I could just, like have that second hand like being there with y'all because i couldn't actually be there y'all have no idea how angry i was when i was just like yay star wars celebration does this overlap with my conference fuck (laughs) like it was the worst anyway um but uh just as you were saying i think definitely the other thing i'm really excited for now is the mandalorian like i was interested in it and i was like excited by the cast and then they showed us all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And you uh, you were actually, like, in the panel, so you talk about that in a hot second. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but, like, getting to, like, see how much, like, money they're throwing at it. Like, it's like, oh, you're doing this right, you know? Like, they built everything by hand, and it looks like Star Wars. Like, it, everything looks, like, gross and dirty, and, like, we're definitely in, like, the, the um, un- like, underworld, backwater, whatever the fuck criminal atmosphere so i'm very into that but jess you you got pulled into the into the actual panel at the winchester arena at the last minute (laughs) yeah so it's funny because i had like i didn't i mean all of us none of us got into any panel um lotteries because we Mm -mm. as a group (laughs) and they were like nope you guys can't go um so i was kind of like i had my expectations set very low i was like that's fine like i'm not gonna see anything but i'm still gonna have fun um, so Shannon and I were actually walking over to the Star Wars show stage to watch the panel with everybody else that couldn't get in. And we ran into Joey, our friend Joey, Joey Howe on Twitter, or how 
how Joey, I can't remember what his exact name is. Sorry, Joey. Um, <laughs> and his friend that was with him, Eric was like, Hey, my wife and kid were supposed to come with us to this panel. So we have two extra tickets. Do you want to come with us? And we were like literally in the sky bridge walking oh from the Marriott into the convention center. And like the wind trust, um, walkway was like three feet away from us. And we're like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, it, was, and it was, it was snowing and it started snowing. So we're like running through the snow to get there. Oh like gosh. it was so surreal. It was amazing. Like I was that day just, I mean, there was a lot of ups and downs that day, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like we also had the rep matters panel that day. So it was like, okay, what if they like show stuff and I'm going to have to run over to the panel. I was like, I don't care. This is worth it. I think I put in our group chat for the rep matters panel. I was like, uh, sorry guys, I got into the Mandalorian. So if I'm late, oh, well, good luck. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Those were not wrong priorities. So. <laughs> See I don't... you when I get there. <laughs> um, but no, it was like the extra footage that they showed us that apparently no one else got to see was <laughs> so cool. It wasn't exactly a trailer. It was almost like a whole scene from maybe like the first episode or something. It was the Mandalorian, who is Pedro Pascal, getting a job from... Um, uh, Carl Weathers who plays this like underworld like boss guy and so he's getting like a bounty hunter job to go find somebody and then like so we, you have like a whole scene of that and then it there's like a Lucasfilm logo cut and then it goes into this like montage of just different random scenes from the show that they had ready I'm guessing oh. um, and yeah so um, we got like a full scene and then everything else was just like a mismatch of mishmash of whatever they had to throw together to show us and oh my god it's stunning like like you said Kate it's like super dirty Star Warsy looking it's like Tatooine like cantina looking like there's tons of aliens there's so many aliens oh, it looks so yes oh, yes I know which I was super excited about like there's stormtroopers that um Werner Herzog is like some underworld dude and he has all these stormtroopers that are like beat up and dirty like they don't look shiny and pristine like they look like they've been through some shit <laughs> like <laughs> it's so cool looking like just based on how it looks and oh my god the Mandalorian's costume looks so cool mm-hmm. too. and he has that like crazy weapon thing that I don't know what it's called but someone had made one in the audience and I was like god Star Wars fans are crazy <laughs> Um, yes like there's just oh and just the excitement from John Favreau and Dave Filoni and just like the entire cast that was on stage I mean it was um Pedro Pascal um uh Carl Weathers and uh, I forget her name Gina Carano I want to say yeah Gina Carano her character name confused me so I'm getting them confused (laughs) her last name is like Dune which I was like wait like Doom like Caleb Doom but it's Dune I fucking wish (laughs) I know it's very confusing anyway um she looked awesome too and just the all the and she was like she's new to the Star Wars family I mean they're all new to the Star Wars family but she was just especially taken aback by like the welcome and how big and crazy and like positive and loving everybody is and how excited everybody is yeah it was really sweet that's Um, fucking awesome but just the excitement from the creators was palatable so it was it got me super pumped and I was it, we don't know really anything about the show except for what they revealed at the panel <laughs> so, right um yeah it was I'm so glad I got to go that was like the one thing that I really wanted to go to so mm-hmm. I'm glad I got pulled in there at the last second totally awesome. and um so 
I was going to say words and then I, they fell out of my head, which is so very helpful when you're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> That's right. We're not all 100% here. No, we're really not. <laughs> really not. <laughs> we are quite loopy. Um, one of the things I did, I did want to point out was, um, so Chris and I, um, bless our fucking souls, we're doing a Game of Thrones rewatch before season eight came out. And so I... Um, Chris has, Chris has watched the entire series before, but I had not seen most of it. And so I missed season whatever the hell it is where Oberyn Martell is a person. Um, and I swear to God, that fight scene between him and the mountain is just might as well have been his audition tape for The Mandalorian, I feel like. Right? Like, he's going to be so fucking good. And I'm so, so... Like, first of all, he fucking loves Star Wars. Like... He was, like, so, like, we, we got to see a little bit of the panel before they cut it off of her. They showed you the um, the super exclusive footage. But, um like, like him just, like, finding it, like, telling us how he felt when he got cast. And he was just, like, could not, like, believe it. Like, had to go lie on the floor. Which yeah. is, like, the sweetest thing. Like, he fucking loves Star Wars. And also, he's an amazing actor. And I feel like he's gonna, like, this, he's really gonna nail it. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, pump- I'm pumped. It's funny, because I feel like this is, like, of any Star Wars project, the one that has the most established names going in because like i feel like mm. star wars the whole thing is like they're all new people right but like pedro pascal is like you know it's he's he's not like super known but people like in you know pe- people who pay attention to casting and acting and things like that know him from game of thrones from narcos like he's he's a known guy and like gina carano i think is relatively new i know she was an mma fighter but i think she's relatively newish she to acting a, she was in um was she in Fast and Furious? Deadpool? Deadpool? Deadpool. Yeah, she was in yeah. Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Carl Weathers is, like, obviously Carl Weathers, who, like, I feel like mm-hmm. our generation doesn't understand how big a person Carl Weathers is, because I feel like we only know him from, like, Arrested Development. But, like... <laughs> God bless. Jesus. <laughs> is he going to be making a stew in The Mandalorian? Who knows? Please stop. Um, but, like, Carl Weathers is, like, a really big get. And so, like, I feel like it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how these people who, like, we know, frankly, like we've seen them in stuff before, how it's going to like affect how we see them in the Mandalorian. Cause like no one ever, ever seen Daisy Ridley or John Boyega before Oscar Isaac. Yes. But like, uh, like nobody had seen Daisy or John Boyega or Mark or Harrison or mm-hmm. Carrie for the most part. Like, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like the only person we've really had the experience with is just being like, Wait, Forrest Whitaker is in a Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> but other than Actually, that. Actually, though, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but things like, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson, like. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. And stuff like that. That's I true. do have certain feelings about this show having a lot of well known people associated with it. I mean, I'm glad it's like people of color that are mm-hmm. well known and associated with it, but. Um, and like the director's list is great. I'm just, I, I don't know. I have, I have mixed feelings about so many things in represent representative wise and inclusion wise mm-hmm. with, with this show and just kind of how the panel went. Like it was a lot of talking from John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which yes. I mean, they are, you know, Dave Filoni is like notorious for being very tight lipped about everything. And God so I think that that's kind of why they kind of took control. Cause the actors were like, I don't know what I can say. <laughs> like yeah. looking at right. him. Don't want to um, fall off Filoni's trust tree. Jesus Christ. Right. Right. But yeah, so I, it was just, it was a lot of white dudes talking, but I was like, okay, I understand why 
but like I want to hear from these people that like we don't normally get to hear from and it's like the first live action Star Wars television show ever like but it's I don't know like they have a good list of people going I don't know I I don't have a complete thought about this I just have mixed feelings <laughs> no I I, I I share I definitely share your mixed feelings like I, I I definitely know what you're trying to say like I'm like I think I'm like cautiously optimistic I'm just hoping that Filoni doesn't pull like maximum Filoni and decide to you know just do whatever the fuck weird ass crazy shit that he wants yeah like, kill um like Carl Weathers and Pedro Pascal like in the first episode or something like that like yeah I could I could definitely do without that shit <laughs> yeah it's it'll be interesting so for like me as, as opposed to Jess, who got pulled into the panel, me and Kate missed the beginning of the panel because we were in the show store line, which was fine. We expected to. But then we went to um, the exhibit floor. And for those who weren't following over the weekend, uh, they had a big stage where the Star Wars show was broadcasting live or streaming live all weekend. And they were like piping the Mandalorian feed into there. But they actually cut off the feed before they showed all the content. Mm-hmm. And that actually like... That actually kind of annoyed me, just because I was like, again, if you're not going to put it on the live stream online, but, like, we all we all paid the same ticket price. So that actually, like, kind of left me with, like, a little bit of a weird taste in my mouth. Mm, um, yeah. And kept me from getting quite as excited about this as I want to, just because, like, I don't, I don't know anything about it now. Like, I, I'm with you two. I'm, I think this could be really cool. It always makes me nervous whenever white men creators or white men critics or people who have seen it say things like this is the way Star Wars should be. Like yes. that that is that is mm-hmm. a huge red flag for me and I've gotten a lot of that with The Mandalorian and it's not a bad thing. Like Solo was you know, quote unquote the way Star Wars should be and there's a lot of good things and bad things you could say about Solo, but I enjoyed it. So like I I'm confident I'll enjoy The Mandalorian, but like that's always a little bit of a red flag for me and Neither Favreau nor Filoni is well known for their nuanced takes on representation in their casting and plot lines. Or, right, like you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't, I haven't absorbed probably as much as Favreau's work as Filoni's. But like Filoni's not also well known for making things necessarily super accessible to people in terms of you know creating entry points. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars. I think there's absolutely a reason Filoni did not get this show in yeah. himself. I Actually, Favreau talked a lot on the panel about this. Like, if you are a Star Wars fan from 1977 or you're an original trilogy fan, you will enjoy this show because there's so many things that you'll recognize. Mm. But it's also new stuff, like a new storyline, all new characters. Like, there's stuff for everybody. Um, that's And like you said, like, Filoni's not generally known for having good entry points so maybe i think you're absolutely right that's why john john i mean john favreau is like a fan like a lifelong fan like he for talked sure. about how he's been working on this show for years trying oh. to pitch it to kathleen kennedy Damn. and so this is like his baby so i think filoni is is there as like a consultation role and like as a writer probably to like add in storytelling elements but like this is definitely going to be a John Favreau show for sure okay good I'm it's really encouraging for me to hear that just because I mean Filoni is a student of George Lucas in every single way including getting himself tied up in his own fucking like weird four shit nuts so 
Yeah, I, I feel like Filoni gets in his way, some his own way sometimes. Yes, I mean, um, exactly right, I think, yeah. It was funny because we were at the Rebels panel, which <clears throat> didn't have any news or anything, but it was just a fun panel. Yeah. Um, And one of the, and like, I think the first guy to ask a question, which never have questions at big panels, just don't do it. But <laughs> know, right? they did. And the first guy to ask a question was this like fanboy who was very much like, I think I speak for everybody here when I say, you know, thank you for everything you've done. And we see you as the spiritual successor to George Lucas. I was like, great. And I'm like, can I, like, I don't think that's the compliment you think it is. I know. I was like, how far can I whip my shoe to hit this guy in the head? But anyway. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's because you're exactly right. Like he is, for better or worse, he is George Lucas's, you know, creative son. Mm-hmm. And that comes with incredible vision about the Star Wars universe. And it also comes with a little bit of an inability to tell a story in a straight line. Yep. <laughs> Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's, uh, I mean, I don't want this to become a Filoni discussion podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I accidentally do this a lot, honestly, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. Um, I, I feel like, too, like, and I could be just, like, completely, you know, head up my ass talking talking through this. But I feel like, too, he gets obsessed with certain characters. And mm-hmm. he... <laughs> yeah. And, like, you kind of... Like, I understand, like, writers, like, loving your characters and having a hard time letting go of them or having a hard time, like, figuring out how to make their story, like, good and right. But... If you're working in, like, a really big franchise like this, you kind of got to do that because, <laughs> yeah. like, there's other characters out there that people want to see other than just one, even though we love her, but... Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Filoni, Filoni's noted favorite characters, Ahsoka and not Hera. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Um, no, it's it's funny because this discussion started because Jess is so excited about the Mandalorian. Um <laughs> Um, but no, like, honestly, like, it looks, what we saw of it looks, inc- it, it like, looks the production phenomenal. value does look, you know, to use oh, the phrase that makes me nervous, like Star Wars should. It looks incredible. It feels like Star Wars. Yeah. Like, it feels it like looks, it fits. It looks like a film. Like, you know how mm-hmm. Game of Thrones a lot of times has that, like, very film quality to it, like, where it's, like, sweeping... Mm-hmm. scenes across like landscapes and just like the um the quality of set and costume that's what this feels like it yes really like they spent a lot of money mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good thing oh yeah. also a really cool thing like if anyone listening didn't watch the stream of the panel afterwards they used actual 501st members to fill in for stormtroopers on set because they didn't have enough uniforms or actors to play stormtroopers that's really so. cool so fucking so cool. cool that made me so happy it was so baller. I, 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 that, that is part of the panel that we, that we caught. And I loved them being like, they were, they were like, they were like into it. Like they were like more yeah. professional than like a lot of actors they worked with or something or something to that effect. So. Yeah. They were like, yeah, like we didn't even need to give them direction. We were just like, oh, just go over there and be a stormtrooper. And they're like on it. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and they were saying that like their costumes are of like higher quality than some of the costumes that they have on set as well, which I thought was. Really I buy that. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And also, you know, as, as if you if you've listened to the podcast, we're all you know like, y'all will know that Chris and I are part of the Five O First, and um, those people are crazy. Usually oh, in a yeah. good way. Sometimes not. Chris can tell you about the uh, years-long fight about the uh, costume requirements list for Kylo. 
oh my god that i'm not going to tell the story but just know that so like the 501st has different divisions to, based on what your costume, costume is. is so like stormtroopers are one division um he's in the sith lord division uh, so he's yeah there's, so i have my i have my revenge of the sith evil anakin pre-lava uh costume <laughs> and the head of the sith lord division literally quit when the, wow. over the argument that broke out over the kylo ren crl literally quit it's 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 nuts and it, that's a discussion for another time it, it, um, it is but anyway so can i can I steer this conversation a little bit? No. Toward not quite the opposite direction that I anticipated it would be, but Fine. more toward the question of was there anything that you were excited about going in and are less so now? Fall and in order. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> I want to take this Sorry. one first. I'm very worried about Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I, 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 like, contrary to what you might believe, I don't enjoy shitting on things. Um,. <laughs> I really don't, though. I want things to be nice so everyone what can be me? happy. Oh, yeah, that's different. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, now, I'll, I'll let you go to your terror first, because as you as a video game person. <laughs> yeah, I... You're a video game person, too. I have a longer history with video games. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I So, so Fallen Order, for those who don't know, is the upcoming uh, video game for, I know, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I think that's it. Um, it's coming from EA. It's Which releasing. God, God bless. <laughs> it is. It is allegedly releasing this November. Um, we had not seen anything of it before this. Uh, before this weekend, before you know the trailer and the panel, and they gave us a pretty extensive story trailer and like introduced to the characters and everything. And if you didn't see the trailer, definitely go watch it. But my first reaction. Was why are they making a video game of a new dawn, but not with Kanan? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, <laughs> dude's name is literally Cal. For Christ's sakes, do you he's understand? somebody who escaped the massacre so and angry. outed himself when he like saved somebody with like instinct saved somebody with the force during construction accident. It's literally out of a new dawn by John Jackson Miller. Right, like. Maybe not Nudon specifically, but definitely out of Kanan's past. Like, he yeah. specifically said, this is a thing that has happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I don't know, then, just like, sorry, go ahead. No, and also, like, may, like after the, like, diversity win that was Battlefront 2, decided to just go back to making it a white dude. Yeah, just everything about it was underwhelming like, to me. fucking fuck. Everything about that trailer was underwhelming to me. I know. I was so excited to actually have a cool single-player star wars game that wasn't an mmo Mm -hmm. and i am also very disappointed because i don't know i feel like star wars games are just not for me anymore (laughs) yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna like it could be really good it still has a lot of potential you know they're bringing their the main antagonist is gonna be second sister uh who is an inquisitor seventh sister second sister (laughs) second sister it's second sister it's not seventh sister okay it is somebody told me specifically someone told you wrong who lied to me? I'm gonna uh, find them. <laughs> it's it's second sister who was introduced by Charles Soule in the latest Darth Vader Marvel run. Oh, excuse the uh, There will be purge troopers, also uh, who are in- inquisitorial troopers, also introduced by Charles Soule. Um, the graphics look beautiful. Mm-hmm. The you know like we'll see what the gameplay is like. Um, I feel like the gameplay is very much gonna make or break this because like I feel like Battlefront Two 
it's the opposite problem that Battlefront 2 had, whereas like Battlefront 2, you knew it was going to be a shooter, and there's really only so many ways you can fuck up a shooter. And so it was really all about the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this, I feel like, I don't know. I have no, like, maybe it'll change. Maybe they'll release other trailers, and the first trailer just wasn't a good representation, or they were trying to be sneaky with it. But I have no interest in the story based on that trailer. Mm-mm. Which I feel really bad about. But I do too, because we've talked on this podcast before about yeah. what an interesting medium games can be for this mm-hmm. franchise. And I came out of that trailer, like, out of watching that trailer, like thinking to myself, why did this story need to be told? Again. Yeah. It didn't. Oh shit! Yeah. No, but actually, like we'll no, see. But we'll see. But that's <laughs> yeah. the initial reaction, and that's not one that's limited to the three of us for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. I know. Womp. Seriously, I will say on the on the flip side of that, I am cautiously very excited about Vader Immortal. Tell us like more about your experience with that. So, because I I didn't get to go in the. The Oculus booth. Yeah, so, and, and Jess, I know that we didn't get to attend the panel because it was, the the feed was being weird and people were still pretty hyped from the episode 9 trailer, so we weren't paying attention. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, the Fallen Order, for those, again, who don't know, uh, or not Fallen Order, excuse me, Vader Immortal is a new VR experience uh, for Oculus Quest, which is a new standalone untethered VR headset. Um, it will also work on Oculus Rift if you have one of those. Although I feel like the list of the list of people who have an Oculus Rift and aren't planning to get an Oculus Quest is... I, I feel like those circles don't intersect very much. <laughs> nice. Um, but, and basically you are... We found out more about the story. You are a smuggler who is captured and taken to Mustafar. And you get, in some way, trained with a lightsaber to do things for Vader. And that's really all we know so far about the story. But since it's VR, you literally have the headset on and you are surrounded by Mustafar. And the creators and the writers talked a lot in the panel about how, like, you, like, it is, you know, kind of as open world as these things get. Like, you will be able to walk through Vader's castle on Mustafar. And I actually got very lucky and managed to get... uh, a fast pass ticket to the demo uh for this and i was it was cool like i was like very i don't want to say i was very skeptical because i was excited about this going in at the possibilities but i was like i went in very eyes open because the graphics aren't great like you know they're fine but it's jedi fallen order looks beautiful this looks like it you know would have worked on a ps2 mm-hmm. which like <laughs> You know, it's VR. It's a different platform. It's fine. I noticed um, that. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, the graphics aren't great. Um, the story, it doesn't look like it's going to be a super story-driven experience. Um, it does have Maya Rudolph, which is interesting. Um, but I came out, of, like, I'm not quite a believer because I only played it for five minutes. But it was fun. Like, you... You do feel like you're in the middle of a room training with a lightsaber. Like, and, like, there was a moment where, like, right at the end of it, where, like, Vader kind of comes out of the dark right up to you. And, like, you kind of, you cringe. Like, even if you, like, obviously, one knows that it's VR. But, like, 
I was like, oh, oh, he's he's tall and he's right up in my bubble. Okay, this is <laughs> this is happening. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that that might you know fill the void in my heart left by what I anticipate being the lack of a good Star Wars single player video game. Aww. <laughs> I got a great video of you flailing around. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> I'm going to break so many things playing this game. Oh, God. <laughs> Wide radius. That, that Honestly, that is my biggest concern with it, is how is it going to work in a home atmosphere? Because they had me in like a, I don't know, 10 by 10 room doing it where there's like, it's just open space. And like, but like, you know, I don't, like that room was probably slightly smaller than our living room in our apartment. Like, and there's furniture in our apartment so like <laughs> i and when you have that headset on you can't see anything Mm-mm. so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and how many people end up breaking their tvs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be like when the wii came out and they had to like put out all these fucking psas oh, like Jesus. wear the wristband so you don't throw it at the tv oh, fucking gosh <laughs> i'm just gonna be like grading like people's homework and i'm just gonna hear a bang and be like chris why <laughs> it's fine everything's fine oh my god yo if we get a dog that dog is gonna need to learn to not be underfoot <laughs> oh god that poor dog oh um was there anything else that we are nervous about after celebration or was are we all just pretty firmly uh set on jedi fallen order Nah, eh, i'm pretty hyped eh. about everything else honestly yeah same like i am a little confused book Book-wise, what's going on with, um, what is it called? Project Luminous? Yes. Oh, oh, you're not the only one who's confused about that, that my that's, friend. That's the secret? No one knows. Okay. Anything. Yeah, I'm not dumb. <laughs> no, you're literally not. It's like, Project Luminous is a thing that is happening. Here are the five authors involved in it. That's it. Yeah. And so, again, for those who are less online than we are, this one wasn't even streamed, so you could be forgiven for missing it, but in the Lucasfilm uh, Writers Publishing Roundtable on, and this was on Monday too, so like really all the reasons for this to get buried, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it was announced that five authors, Claudia Gray, uh, author of f- now four Star Wars books, Bloodline, Master and Apprentice, which just came out, Leia, Prince of Alderaan, and Lost Stars, Justina Ireland, who wrote Lando's Luck, uh, which is a middle grade book. Uh, Dana Jose Older of Last Shot, uh, Kevin Scott, who wrote the Obi-Wan story in From a Certain Point of View and works on the um, uh, Star Wars Adventures comics with IDW, and then... Charles Soule. Charles Soule, thank you. Yeah, that's, should not forget that. Mm. Um, uh, Charles Soule, who it, uh, has written many comics, among them the Poe Dameron ongoing series and the uh, second run of the Darth Vader series. Um and they were, it's revealed that they're working on something called Project Luminous. And literally, the only, we know two things about this. It's coming in 2020. And it has something to do with Obi-Wan's quote about the Force. About it being, I don't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but it's that the Force is an energy field that connects us. And I don't even, I don't even remember off the top of my head. But basically about the nature of the Force. And that's all they would tell us. They won't tell us if it's... A book, if it's a series of books, if it's... Some other shit, like... Some other shit, like, they're mm -hmm. all... Everybody who I've talked to about this, and I don't have, like, hashtag sources, but just, like, talking to (laughs) friends and talking to people on Twitter 
and like just from what people have been tweeting people who are working on this are really excited about this mm-hmm. yeah we, we we don't have inside sources we 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 might be cool with tom <laughs> but here i mean i asked tom and what tom said is it's he's really excited about it that's like, the that's the extent of our inside source tom is the best <laughs> at keeping secrets like ever that's why his hair's so big oh my god stop <laughs> wow yeah right didn't expect that one <laughs> Oh, I feel like God. we're back in the nap room all over again. <laughs> in that you're annoyed? Yes. <laughs> Every day of my life. No. Um, uh, um, but yeah, so, and actually this is a perfect segue into my next discussion question, which is like kind of what's your big takeaway from everything we learned at the con about where Star Wars is going in the future? And for me, like between learning about Project Luminous and learning about the title, The Rise of Skywalker, which we'll go into it in our trailer deep dive, what I think it means, but I think we're going to get a lot more hashtag weird for shit in this one. I mean, clearly, because Palpatine's in some nature still still alive, still a part of the living force. Um, Good Lord. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Like, like I know. Yeah, so, like, I think... My wildest dreams. I know. Never, never. Seriously. Have you seen that tweet going around from, like, 2012, where this dude tried to get, like, said that Seven would be called The Rise of Skywalker and Palpatine was alive? Yes, what the fuck? What prescient uh, fan just disappeared off the internet since then? It's like the good place. He just got really high and got 89% of heaven, right? I was about to say, shrooms (laughs) are crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But, so, I'm... My big takeaway is that as we move toward the end of the Skywalker saga, Star Wars is about to get a lot bigger and a lot more weird, and I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think between that and a lot of the stuff that Charles Soule did in the Darth Vader run, which we don't read comics or promote Marvel comics on this podcast because Marvel's run by not great people. Racism. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Fascist dickheads, yes. um, (laughs) I, I will say without recommending it, that some shit happens in that run, uh, in Soul's Darth Vader run. And, like, I think him working on Project Luminous, Claudia Gray, after reading Master and Apprentice, we're going to have you, discussions. When, did you already finish it? Yeah, I did. He 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 was off sick on, like, I don't know, Wednesday or something. He just, like, read the whole thing. Yeah, well, day. so I got it Monday morning. And okay. I was... I was sitting in line Monday morning, and so I got a couple hours of reading done then, and then on the plane, and then I was sick Wednesday, so. So you actually did get it on Monday morning, like you planned? I did, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we didn't, I didn't see you afterward. I did get it. Oh, my God. (laughs) A miracle happened, Jess. (laughs) Uh, Does somebody want to tell this story so people can laugh at me? So literally, Friday morning. Okay, I'm going to wake up really early. This is Chris. I'm going to wake up really early and go get in line so I can get the uh, exclusive con copy of Master and Apprentice. Friday morning, we wake up at like 930. Oh, we're waiting in line. It's taking hours to get inside the con floor. Okay, they're all gone. Okay, <laughs> Saturday morning, Chris, I'm going to wake up really early. We end up staying out really late Friday night. Doesn't happen. That's fine. I'll wake up on Sunday morning really early. Same thing happens. Sunday night or, or Saturday night, we stay really late. Finally... My flight got canceled on Sunday, so I had to wake up super early on Monday morning to catch a, an early flight. 
back to LA and I Chris set his alarm before me to go off at like five something so he could go get in line I set my alarm at six and I woke up before he did and was like oh imagine that (laughs) (laughs) Chris is still asleep oh my god listen I I was awake by the I was only like 10 minutes behind you out the door that's true. Uh, You're and, still a butthole. Yeah, like, well. Come on. Um, but no, and I, I got the con edition, so we were. I was very excited about that. It's beautiful. Um, it is. It was also not the one that for whatever. So our thank God it was our regular copy of Master Apprentice, but it was like oh yeah, it got like waterlogged. Yeah, it got like wet somehow in my backpack, but nothing else was wet. I don't know. It's it very was weird. weird. But we Chris was like, oh no, my book got messed up, and I like ran out of the bedroom. Like, is this the con edition? Because I swear to God. <laughs> No, it's the regular edition, which like, is also beautiful, yes. but... Yes, but I was, like, because I, I was ready to be just, like, screaming, like, this was so... I don't want to say hard fought, because it kind of wasn't, because Chris just didn't want to get up, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, peak procrastination mm-hmm. every single morning. I know. Including the last day of the con. <laughs> Luckily, I was... If I hadn't got up early, Chris, you would have not got I think I would have slept through. Yeah, I think I you woke so. me up, and I think I would have slept through. <laughs> Chris, you're just, and and I know this because I sleep next to you every night. You are so good at turning off your alarm in your sleep. I know. I don't notice. It's horrible. I don't notice. <laughs> you just like roll over and I'll, and I'll wake up and stuff will happen. You'll just like sit up awake, like really suddenly and be like, what time is it? Did I take my meds? And I'll be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the answer is always no. Every day. <laughs> Nearly every day. Le- every day on the weekend, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, <sighs> so to get... Back to what I was saying, like, <laughs> Claudia Gray, Master and Apprentice, like, I, we're going to talk about it at some point before Rise of Skywalker comes out. All I'm going to say is that I have a feeling that this book is required reading before Rise of Skywalker comes oh, out. Fuck. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, it, A, because it's really good, but also because of some of the lore and weird force shit in it mm-hmm. and background. Um, so all of that combined with... The fact that it's called Project Luminous and we know it's something about the Force. The fact that we know that Ryan Johnson is in a position to be doing a lot, to have a lot of creative freedom. And we saw that he was really interested in like the Force and the concept of that in The Last Jedi. Thank God. I I really think that this all adds up to we're going to get a lot of stuff about the Force as soon as the timeline opens up after episode nine. And I'm very excited about it. I'm so pumped. I am too. Also, like... I feel like on that note, like, yeah, we're going to get a lot of weird force shit, but we're also going to get a lot of weird, grungy, like, non-force shit. Mm -hmm. Like like the Mandalorian, possibly who knows what fuckface and fuckface from Game of Thrones are going to (laughs) do. Like, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Probably not weird force shit, I'm sure. Uh, Who knows, though. Um, And then, I don't know, like, there's there's just, like, the video game stuff makes me think that there is going to be more weird for shit too. But like sky's the limit, man. Once we get out of the Skywalker timeline, like anything could happen and it's great. Exactly. Like that's definitely what I feel like my big takeaway is, is that like star Wars is anyone's oyster basically at this point. And the fact that they're leaning in so hard to, um, you know, doing all kinds of shit all at the same time, you know, like they're doing TV, they're doing video games, they're, you know, they're doing all kinds of, they're doing, so much so much cool stuff like yeah i you know like there's literally something for everyone yes you don't have to like everything and it's fine exactly (laughs) and which is which is wonderful like i i mean 
Jesse listened to our podcast. We talk a lot about all this sort of thing. Like we're, we're, we're it's, it's, it's a, it's a really good time for people who aren't racist tickets to be a Star Wars fan. So <laughs> I'm really curious, like how, like as this stuff gets bigger and bigger, like how, what continuity is going to look like? Like, are they going to give up on certain things having continuity with like the films or are we going to try and keep this all tight? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's, I mean, it's a great, that's a great question. Yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a, that's a, a very, that's a feat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it probably is going to depend on how far away we get from the Skywalker saga, because I feel like everything around it is kind of like doing a, the craziest jigsaw puzzle ever. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll fucking see it. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like from where they started with the, you know, when they re- when they reset the canon on the books and shit, I think um, they were initially trying to make it fit more tightly than they are now with, you know, when Last Shot came out. And I think it was, Chris, was it Matt Martin who was talking about the timeline and how they're kind of building themselves trapdoors a little bit? Yeah. Like wiggle room in there. We'll see. How, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be definitely super fascinating. Yeah, I... I suspect it's not going to be as big an issue as people think, just because I really do think after we get out of the Skywalker saga, like, there's always going to be something in this timeline. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be the Mandalorian. We know the Cassian show is coming. Like, Rey, Finn, and Poe are not going anywhere. I guarantee you they're going to be in something else within three years of Skywalker saga. Please, God. Um, (laughs) But... I also firmly believe that, like, and not necessarily, like, not hashtag Knights of the Old Republic, but, like, I do think that Ryan's (laughs) trilogy and the Game of Thrones bros series are going to take place in two completely different time periods, such that, like, it's going to be irrelevant what the canon is for the Skywalker saga era. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Like, it's going to be either so far in the future that, like, they're they're not going to need to care because, like... Uh, they'll only need to care about big events like there was an empire mm. and everything else like they could say it wrong and it's just like myth passing down or it's going to be so far before that none of it's happened yet very true we shall see it'll be interesting of course you know what does that mean 20 years from now when more of these eras when are built re- out when there's a prequel reboot mm-hmm. 20 years from now and everyone loses their shit i know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> seriously though <laughs> Oh my! 40th God. anniversary of Phantom Menace. We're refilming it and making it better, <laughs> dude. There would be riots, dude. Oh there would be riots, but also there would be celebration. Yes, I don't know. That would would that <laughs> maybe, that maybe might maybe split wait till the... everyone's dead. That needs to be close <laughs> to do it. I know, right? That might split the fandom more than Last Jedi. Oh my God! Shut up! Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, do you want to talk about like? favorite moments just being there yeah i have i have one that i feel like all three of us share yes yes (laughs) i know i don't even know what you're gonna say but i know what you're gonna say yeah um should i should i be the one to tell it so (laughs) as some of you know or who have listened to the pod or follow us on twitter we are good friends with uh our wonderful at southern cynic on twitter who is in addition to being just a lovely person and a perfect you know, grumpy angel, <laughs> uh, perfect grumpy angel, really tremendous contributor and co-founder of uh, 
Star Wars Rep Matters hashtag and, you know, really big promoter of those campaigns every month. She is also the biggest Ray Sloan fan you will meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much not a day goes by in which she doesn't tweet about Ray Sloan at some point. Uh, and rightfully so, Ray Sloan's amazing. Uh, but SC is obsessed with Ray Sloan. And we, you know, one of the nice things that kind of blew my mind about Celebration, I don't know if you guys were expecting this, but like you just see the people who work on Star Wars at the bar at night. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's staying in the same hotels and you just see them because everybody's, you know, hyped up from the day. Nobody can go to bed yet. And so you're just, you just see people walking around. Like our first night, we saw a bunch of the voice actors from Clone Wars. Right, they're just hanging out. Like just just hanging out. Because this is kind of like, I mean, it's almost like a family reunion for them too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, that's one of the cool parts of Celebration. And one night we saw um, John Jackson Miller walk by uh, of A New Dawn fame. Uh, wrote Kenobi in Legends, wrote a story in From a Certain Point of View, and Sung Sinek had to be there. And we, like, physically dragged her over to meet John Jackson Miller and, you know, tell him what a huge fan she was. And he was the nicest person. He talked to her about his thinking when he was creating Ray Sloan, why he liked her so much as a creator, had a copy of A New Dawn that he signed for her, took a picture... And like, of was, his own volition, like, we didn't even ask him for anything. We just wanted to, like, for her to, like, be able to say hi to him. Yeah, no, like, he he just did all this as soon as we, like, got him in conversation. He just, like, wanted to talk to her. Right, us. he just, like, whipped a copy out of his bag and, like, signed it for her. And, like, like pulled out his iPad and was like, let's take a selfie. Like, the nicest man. Yeah, it was just... So adorable. It was just so pure. <laughs> and it was, she was just bawling. She, like, she was, like, so overcome. And it was, like, the, it was the sweetest thing. It, it was, was so good. It was incredible. It was, like... Honestly, and this can kind of go into my last point here about, like, the fandom and what, you know, this was like like for hashtag discourse and hashtag the fandom. But, like, it was just nice. Like, Star being on being online with Star Wars sucks sometimes. <laughs> like, I yeah. think we can all agree on. Like, you meet good people. Like, like Jess. You, you find your friends. Yeah, like <laughs> Jess. You find your friends. You find your causes that are important, like Rep Matters. You find people to talk about you know what you want to talk about but overall it sucks and like it was just nice to meet all these people in person and it was just an incredibly positive energy in the arena i alluded to it before but kelly marie tran who was famously forced off of social media by trolls got the most extensive standing ovation of anybody in the episode nine panel uh and it's just like we heard Ahmed Best. Like Ahmed Best got was apparently incredibly well received mm-hmm. at the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel. It was just, it was just nice. And this moment with John Jackson Miller, he, you know, he was a, a gentleman. He was incredibly nice, and I, he, he may not know it, but he really made Southern Cynic's life, and it was mm-hmm. fun to watch. It was amazing. I cried <laughs> <laughs> just watching them interact. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was beautiful. No, it was, it was, it was really lovely. Um, I think, so I'm, t- I'm of two minds about this. I think, unfo- unfortunately, it's just, it's just a thing that happens that, um, the people who are the loudest and, like, spew the most venom are the ones who get the most attention. So, of course, we are, people have been paying a lot of attention to the quote-unquote negativity in the Star Wars fandom, even though a lot of the negativity is just literally fucking sock puppet bot accounts from dickheads. Um, but 
I, I it was also at the same time like nice to be reminded that most Star Wars fans are not sock puppet Twitter accounts, you yeah. know? Like most of this fandom are, you know, people who fucking love Star Wars, who love the direction it's going in, who are passing on to their kids. Like honestly seeing like I don't if you've listened to this podcast before, as you know, I don't like children. I just don't enjoy children, like period. But number one, very like so many well-behaved children at Celebration. Like, cons are stressful. If it were me, I'd be, like, on the floor screaming. But also, like, just seeing kids in cosplay was probably one of the most heartwarming things that, I, that I've that i ever seen. Like, just to see... I think we, um... It, this wasn't a child, but uh, Chris and I happened to pass um, a mother and daughter who were dressed as um, Brea and Leia. Oh, yeah, that was a oh lot. Oh, my God. And it was the cutest thing. It was, and, they were, and they were Asian, too, so it was, like, even more heartwarming for me. I was just, like, and, and for you, now that I'm telling you, of course, yes. <laughs> and it was just... I am Asian, if you don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jess and I, very Asian. <laughs> but it was just, ah, it was just so, it, it was lovely. It was just great to be in this atmosphere, and everyone was, like, super friendly. And, you know, for people who were, like, old veterans of Celebration, um, just, like, you know, giving... Um, like noobs like us like tips on things like we were in line for the store and they were like um here's the deal with the store like this is what they're sold out of just in case you were like w- you know we're like hoping to get these things i was just like and people were just people were just nice it was just it was great like i i didn't have one negative experience with mm-hmm. anybody yeah like literally everyone was lovely everyone was excited to be there mm-hmm. and excited about star wars and like it was so like you said like with the kids like it was so cute to see the kids walking around and also there was tons of like old people there yeah we're just like you know they're obviously not on twitter <laughs> like we don't see them but they're there cosplaying and just as excited about all the old star wars stuff as they are the new star wars mm-hmm. stuff. and it's like we forget that that there's this whole other world outside of like online fandom totally. that loves this stuff just as much as we do and it was a it was a really nice reminder absolutely definitely like i don't i like you know i'm not really on 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 twitter right now and it's like you know it's just it was i don't know this is probably the best i felt about star wars but also like about like fellow fans that i felt in like the longest time and it's just so nice and refreshing yeah it's definitely the best i've felt about being a star wars fan since last jedi came out no question definitely it kind of makes me wonder, like, if we would have had a celebration last year, if that would have helped. I ooh. I've been thinking about that myself. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it could have gone either way. Yeah, definitely. It could have been like fist fights breaking out on the comic <laughs> over last Jedi. <laughs> Uh, or we just wouldn't have been like, I don't care. I love Star Wars. We're here. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that is such a great question. I've been thinking about that a little bit myself. I, I really do wonder about that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously some of it's selection bias, like celebrations, not cheap, obviously very few people are going to spend the kind of money it takes to go to Star Wars celebration to like boo people because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter how <laughs> much of a loser time. you are, shit costs money. Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. The people who were attending were just really dead set on going to that shipping panel just to boo at Raylo. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) But, so, like, (laughs) that's... uh, Well, none of us... All of us are far from being Raylo shippers, but even even we were Everybody involved in that situation was wrong. I know, right? (laughs) Jeez. 
Fuck. <laughs> um, but like, so like, yes, some of it is self-selection bias, but like also like, obviously there have been like academic studies that show that like a lot of the negativity on Star Wars Twitter is literally just fake. Like it's, it's like Twitter it's, eggs. It's not even trolls. It's literally it's fake like people. Bots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just sophisticated bots. And like, I feel like people have a lot of trouble understanding the scale of that because it's like, because like it's fair to have like, it's a problem that like we're dealing with this in American politics too. Like it's just hard to imagine this scale, but like it was very evident that like not only are the positive voices, the majority, it's not close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all. Definitely. Totally. How many do you, does anyone know how many people attended? Um, I saw 65, a figure. At, yeah, I saw 65. Entire, oh all five God. days. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it apparently the fourth largest con in the country. And yeah. obviously it's a one. One like fandom. One, one fandom con. Yeah. So that's yeah. a little bit of a different situation than San Diego and New York Comic Cons. So it's. Which are one and two, I think. Multi. Yeah. Multi fandom. So it's bonkers, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Right? Oh, that makes me feel even better. I love Star Wars, guys. I know. <laughs> All right. I have one more question that's not on the outline before we sign off. Oh, God, what? What do y'all expect from Star Wars Celebration Anaheim next year? For it to not snow. Yes. <laughs> right? I. You know what? I'm confident that's that you're exactly right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I don't know. I'm I'm gonna suck at that. I I honestly don't know because after Rise of Skywalker, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, what's the big thing they're gonna be promoting? There's not gonna be films supposedly for another couple years. They're just gonna focus on television and and books. I mean, I'm happy to to just celebrate that stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like new stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I really don't care either. I'm happy to just go and like hang out with everybody and love Star Wars all over again for a whole weekend too. Totally. Dude, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, definitely one of the best like, just like general like happy things uh, like outside of the programming was just like being able to like physically like be with your people. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, I, one thing that I was going to mention before that it fell out of my head because I had tequila is that, um, <laughs> um, you know, in addition to the fans being nice, just like the people who are actually like involved in Star Wars, like also so nice and generous with their time. Oh, like yeah. I went and like flapped my mouth at Claudia Gray and probably said nothing that was English and she was super nice about <laughs> it. Like, and she was like at a bar, like just trying to have a drink like a normal. And I was just like, I'm so sorry for having you. I love you so much. Like, yeah, like. Andy Gutierrez came over and talked to like a whole group of us for like 30 minutes. Yes. And it was, it was, yeah. Like we ran into Claudia Gray in the elevator and she was acting like we were like her long lost. I know. Hey guys, how you doing? I was like, oh, hey. No. You're you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, and it's just like, it's not only that, but like, it's just like, they are very obviously like, I mean, obviously they're going there because they're involved in Zoras, but they're also there because they're fans. Like, which is why they're just like, yeah, I'll totally like, you know talk to you, hang out with you, whatever the fuck. And we're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Kate, real quick, please tell the story about how you and Chris got a selfie with Christopher Sean. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and what's his name? Scott Lawrence. Place? Uh, Scott Lawrence. Yes. Thank you. So, um, so we, 
Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is quite the story. Because it's just because it's so dumb. Uh, so we were, uh, so we went out for deep dish one night, and we went to Lou Malnati's, and it happened to be the same night when uh, the voice cast for Resistance uh, was having family dinner, and so we were standing around waiting for a table, and then all of a sudden, all the voice actors start pouring in. It was like. It was Christopher Sean and Scott Lawrence and Myrna Velasco and Susie McGrath and like all of, and, and, you know, Donald Faison and all, all of them. And they just came in and, and, you know, I'm just, Chris is just like, Chris is very tall, so he could see them. I could not really, because <laughs> I'm tiny. Um, but he's just like, so, so, so don't look now, but behind me is like literally the entire cast of Resistance. So I, and I'm there like quietly having a conniption in the corner, like about to spontaneously combust. And oh, I was not quietly having a conniption. I was, like, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, no, you were just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I, they are breathing the same air. <laughs> and um, we are the most awkward people on the planet. So we're, like, shuffling over, like, to go stay next to them just on the off chance that they'll, like, I don't know. We were looking – I was looking for a lull in the conversation because I – anxious baby that I am, I really <laughs> – I hate interrupting people to ask for, like, in these situations to ask for selfies or ask for autographs or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, like... Especially because they're selling these things, so I'm just like, I'm sorry, but also, like, I love you. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I, like, I don't like to interrupt people, so I was, like, waiting for a lull in the conversation, so we were just, like, awkwardly standing around. We're, like, literally <laughs> like, just... Literally for, like, 15 minutes, I was watching you across the room, just standing there staring at him. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was hysterical! Well, it's because it's like, oh, God, I hope he never listens to this episode. Christopher Sean is a beautiful man, like, in person. Oh, my God, Like, he is... Yes. He just looks like that. And I was just like, oh my God. And his partner is also very beautiful. So like I was, I was being a bisexual disaster in the corner. Um, <laughs> and finally Chris was just like, excuse me, can we get like a picture with you? And it was like, and they were like very nice about it. And I was just like, again, flapping my mouth. I don't know what I was saying. Like I was, you know, just words. And so Chris, Chris, Chris pulls out his phone for, for, for um, him and me and, Christopher Sean Scott Lawrence like be taking a selfie and um you know Chris is tall like Christopher Sean is pretty tall uh Scott Lawrence is probably like an average sized human being I'm a fucking I'm a tiny human being and so Chris is like trying to uh, Chris is notoriously bad at selfies which I'm is very bad at selfies which was surprising it's always surprising to people because like you know you, you're tall so you have a decent angle and you have very long arms so you should be good at selfies and yet you are fucking terrible at I'm them. I'm very bad. And so he pulls out his phone and he's trying to take a fucking selfie. And he keeps cutting me off. Like, literally, it was like, it was like him and the two guys and my fucking forehead. And they're, <laughs> and he, and, and Scott Lawrence and Christopher Sean are just like, dude, you're cutting her off. What are you doing, man? And like, <laughs> you know, just like fucking giving him shit. And I'm just like crying because like, I was literally explaining to, it's Chris Swift on Twitter about how you take terrible selfies. He's like, I don't understand how. And, so you post this picture and with the caption about like, thanks for your time, like also for acknowledging my terrible selfie skills. And Chris Swift, number one, like when we saw him later that evening was like, I thought you were kidding, but oh my God, apparently it's true. Christopher Sean said it. And I was like, yeah, I know. And then like, second of fucks, Christopher Sean found this picture, commented on it and goes, ha 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 it was so funny exclamation point which is like i want to frame that and put it on my wall because not only you got roasted like in person and also on instagram by fucking christopher sean i know it's both a highlight and a low light to be honest it was it was the you know what might have been a better day than our wedding for me so (laughs) you know what i had a great time (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my god. And just to start wrapping it up, everybody who's involved with Star Wars <laughs> is just so nice, like, and so generous with their time. From all the authors who like spent so much time signing books. And, and I like threw a pin at DJO's face, and it was just like, "I'm hi." Yeah, I'll like talking bye. to us after panels. <laughs> like Kate said, Claudia Gray, you know, talked to us at the bar and was just incredibly, you know, kind and just like you know didn't rush us away at all even though she obviously had shit that she wanted to do uh christopher sean and scott lawrence incredibly nice like probably so hungry (laughs) yeah honestly because they they, it was like an hour wait so probably extremely hungry but like just incredibly nice uh you know i know other people had interactions with various other people involved in star wars and like you know kind of like you said jess with like the con goers you didn't have a negative experience i didn't hear of anybody having a negative experience with any of the like quote-unquote celebrities either so like Mm -mm. just like shouts to everybody involved in star wars just like remembering why you do it and that you do it because it's fun Mm -hmm. yep amen totally and with that before we go jess do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me on twitter at space jess with four s's in the jess (laughs) Uh, i have a star wars podcast called lousy beautiful town that's great and actually um I don't, we didn't mention this, but we did have a, an SW Rep Matters panel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that celebration. Yes. Very important. <laughs> I, I just realized we didn't mention that. That was great, by the way. But um, if you didn't get to listen to or go to it, um, we have the audio up um, at Leslie Beautiful Town. So if you want to go listen to that, go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast that Chris will not listen to. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's not a good friend. <laughs> Whoa. episode and then you can listen to justice podcast and you're like yeah okay and then you don't do it no i need okay all right we had a conversation about this when we were brushing our teeth in the bathroom <laughs> so it's fine. We're, we're cool we did we did i'm pretty sure we were also both very drunk yes i think so thank god oh my anyway Lord. i have an agents of shield podcast called project tahiti that's on the but why no but but why though network um so if you're into that go listen to that too and yeah that's where you can find me (laughs) awesome and thanks to jess for joining us and also thanks to everybody who came and said hi and hung out with us at celebration it was so nice to like meet all these people who we like and talk to on a regular basis from and like i'm almost hesitant to start shouting people out because i'm gonna forget people but from obviously shannon joy 26 our wonderful fourth roommate of the nap room uh, to our pod parents at the Tashi Station Radio Network, Brian and Nancy, uh, like all, a bunch of other Tashi Station Patreon people from Charles to Daniel to uh, Brie, obviously, we see here in the area, but like I'm gonna forget, I'm already forgetting people. Robin, who has the flu. Yeah, Robin, uh, like <laughs> all knows? these people who like we talk to. Uh, Everyone in House but, Finalizer. Like finally got to meet everybody in House Finalizer, obviously. Southern Cynic. Oh my God. Uh, Oh, Katrina, uh, IV wall on Twitter, uh, Ritz, um, Rob, Rob, Rob Mayhem, Rob, May- thank Rob God Mayhem. for Rob, um, <laughs> Emily Wavy, um, Emily Wavy, like, I'm- uh, Tom finally got to meet the infamous Tom in person. See how big his hair truly is. Oh my God. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Hate you. and plenty of you know, the rogue pod crew, uh, Meg, uh, Danny Heath, 
and Saf. I didn't actually talk to Saf, I'm realizing, but I saw her. Um, <laughs> I, talked, I talked to the rest of the Road Pod crew. Oh, my God. Um, 8,000 people we were Your forgetting. Your co-host, Abby Gleason, uh, like all the, all these people who we talked to, it's, it's amazing to finally meet them in person. And thank you all for, if you're a listener and you came to introduce yourself and I didn't mention you, A, sorry, but B, thank you because it actually means a lot to us when people like, when we talk to people and they're like, oh, we listen to your podcast. Which like, first of all, why? So yeah, that's on you. that's on you. But <laughs> I mean, I listen to your podcast and I like it. So that's because that's because you are a good friend. Seems fake, but okay. <laughs> um, oh, womp womp. Um, and since we have two of the Star Wars What Matter panel panelists on this pod, like, thank y'all for coming out and. We were pleasantly surprised by the zero hecklers we got. So, yeah, it was a great panel. Yeah, we're going to undetermined how, but we're either going to get the audio and put it up through our feed, or just retweet the shit out of lousy beautiful towns. I feed. already did that. Did you? Okay, great. What kind of a motherfucker do I look like? A lazy one? <laughs> well, I know we were talking Wait. about putting the raw audio on our feed, but Man. I have it. You can you can have it if you want. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, all right. Oh my God. I thought this was going to be a short episode. It is not. Um, Keith's going to, thank God you're editing, because Kristen would be like, oh my God, I'm having an aneurysm right now. Yo, if, you, if y'all are listening to this, I hope you enjoyed the like hour 45 minute Empire's End wrap up, because Kristen was supposed to edit it and she was going to cut it into two, but then she moved last week and didn't, and has been like dealing with that all week. And so I edited it and I did not cut it in two because fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's effort. And so I hope you all enjoyed. Weird. Anyway, thank you for listening. We're going to be back later this week with the rest of the Book Wars pod crew to analyze some of the trailers that we saw and do a little bit of a deep dive. Uh, so don't miss that. Then next week, we're back to our normal schedule. We're going to be reading Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed. We're going to be reading the start of the book through chapter seven. and Hope you'll join us. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Book Wars Pod. Email us at bookwarspod at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. Uh, it is the best way for more people to discover the show, short of me throwing pins at them on the con floor. Um, Shout out. We're leaving them in the bar. Yeah, leaving, leaving them, them in, the, them in bar. the bar. Shout out to Ritz for picking those up for us because I was too high to remember. <laughs> um, oh, another great way to meet us, which I forgot to plug at the top, is as you're listening to this, oh, yeah. this coming weekend... We, Kate and I, are going to be at AwesomeCon in D.C. Uh, talking about Star Wars with a panel. Uh, the guests, I think we mentioned last week, we're going to have uh, Bria from Tashi Station. We're going to have E.K. Johnston, author of Ahsoka and Queen Shadow. We're super excited. We are very close to locking down a fifth guest who I'm incredibly excited about. We don't have final confirmation yet, so I don't want to say. But if you're in the area, highly recommend you come to this panel. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jess, we'll tell you after. <laughs> Who it is. Oh my god. Um, anyway, uh, if you are so inclined and have the means, please donate to the Tosh Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Thanks for paying for our new microphones and mixers, patrons, by the way, which we are which not we using. Which we are not using yet, but we will. Because we don't understand how they work, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we will. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Terra Design. For Kate, for... Uh, Space Jess for a very sniffly and congested Chris. Thank you for listening. You are Chris. I know. Uh, <laughs> Fucking fuck. I am. Uh, I'm 
I'm a person and my name is Chris. Sorry. Hi. Uh, Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Bookworks Pod. Cool, we'll guys. talk to you later. Oh my God. Chris, why are you this? Because I'm great. No.